0: San Antonio, welcome to Porto S.A.F.C. and Shattuck. And Clayton, take me home, Matthew. Take me home, baby. Clayton, way to dedicate that song. I didn't see that coming at all. You know, I didn't think that I was going to go that direction because there's there could have been a lot. of I had a lot of other things going through my head, but man, it just it just felt right. I, I don't know why it just felt right. Cheers I mean, to that, Clayton. Yeah, I know why it felt right. I just got back from Jamaica. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. And and just for the record, Toots and the Maytals did not. It wasn't Country Roads. Take me home, West Jamaica. That it, it's John Denver. It's a cover of the John Denver, but it doesn't seem like it would work, right? It doesn't seem like nope. taking that John Denver song and putting it to reggae. But they, you know, he makes it uniquely. Jama- he makes it uniquely Jamaican. The lyrics as well. You know, he's not just taking just the lyrics. Like I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Super. Every once in a while, I jam that song in the shower. I would love. That's a screamer. You can you can yell that song. I would love to go see. West Virginia play college football at West Virginia and then see them all sing this at all those crazy hillbillies singing this after the game. Like that's what they do. You know, like, you know, like the eyes of Texas kind of thing. That's their song. They, 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 they sing it and they sing the whole thing and they sing it loud. Like I've seen like uh, videos of it. I think that would be cool to be there for that. I thought you were going to say that you wanted to see toots sometime. And I did see toots free show. I'd never heard of him when I was about 19 years old Went to some festival in a park and Toots and the Maytals, and I was like, damn, this band is good. Yeah. I and mean, then I realized they were reggae legends. He passed away in uh, 2000, so it would be difficult for me to see him. So. The year. No, I thought recently, right? Yeah, or 2000. 2000. I mean, I'm sorry, 2020. I'm sorry, twenty twenty twenty. That's like yeah, not... No, no, no. That's not recent. Yeah. 20, 2020. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stimulus Bar, man. It's Concacaf Champions Night. Yeah, this worked out nice. I know we wanted to start a little bit earlier tonight because you're back here with the kids and stuff, but we're getting here right as the game's about to start. Konka Cap Champions League. We got some Puro SAFC to talk about. We got, uh, we got, we got. Oh, we got a World Cup preview that that we that we're going to talk about. Yes, and, we do. You know, so you want to get you want to get to it, or you you got something you want to start off with? Are you happy to be back? I am happy to be back. I really miss my kids, Clayton. Okay. It's normal times. I'm used to taking summer vacation when we're all out of school and spring break because I'm a teacher. Right. And so taking a... This is a big... We were talking about this. This is a big stress. It was something I really wanted to do for my cousin's 50th birthday and it was like a YOLO gotta do this thing. And, you know, I missed the SAFC game. That was a little something. Okay. I did. You asked earlier if I watched it. Yes, Clayton. I was uh, in my hotel room on my Jamaican Wi-Fi signal, watching that game. Live? Not live. Okay. Just said watching that. That's that's enough. That's but you enough. know what? I don't think I looked at... No, I did know the score. Did y'all get any family uh, beach soccer games going? Since y'all had some beach access? No. I, I did jog a mile and a half down the beach. Good enough. To James Bond Beach. Okay. And I found the James Bond Athletic Field Complex. And... I just missed the game They played soccer Saturday morning And this was Saturday night When I got there Okay so, I had no idea So people that were, uh, Ian Fleming Writer of The James Bond novels Right The James Bond novels Or James Bond books Yeah I don't know James Bond stories uh, Was he a Jamaican national Or was he English And moved to Jamaica oh, he was English He went there after the war For whatever reason And loved it And so he went back He might have gone there As a spy perhaps but we don't need to get it too into Jamaica. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. me. Anyway. We're here is, for the Puro. This isn't Puro Jamaica. This is Puro. Or What, do you, what would be the – who, who are the you and me of Jamaica and what do they call their podcast? The I, Re, I, Re, I Revives Football? <laughs> I, I Revives Soccer well, you know, Podcast? I, I, I did learn when I was at the James Bond Athletic Field Complex that Ocho Rios Ochi, or the Ochis as they call them, uh-huh. had a game that Sunday at 3 o'clock and I had to debate am I going to am I going to get a taxi and go across this random city I thought I mentioned it to you before you left I was like maybe you get a game in like and see isn't there wasn't there some team that would play in the cocky cap championship yeah. called like Bombay Joes or Trader jo- or or no, like port Panama Joes Panama Joes or something like that port Portsmouth or Portsmouth, I think, is the big one. Yeah, because yeah, there's been a few. Remember they when they used to it used to be the Fox Soccer Channel and they yeah. would show they would show those old yeah. games and you'd get like some this crazy bizarre Jamaican team like with a bizarre name. It was it wasn't I don't remember it being them. that was it Comunicaciones? No, that's a different one. That's not a Jamaican team, but I guess like not. but anyway. Well that's you, you sought it out a little bit. You did a little bit of research. Oh I almost went, but beach and family I was there for my family, so okay. I let that slide. Okay. What are we talking about? jamaican teams for some reason yeah but you know what like we're <laughs> oh where i watched the game so you were at the stadium were you at the stadium i was i did make it to the game good. after so you... all i took charlie and we made it through the first 70 minutes and we'll co- we can get to that we'll we'll talk about some yeah. of that but um well we... that's good that you'll get the live perspective i got the tv perspective i got the hayden partain announcing perspective oh man that's something i want to talk about sure. Sure. Yeah, me too <laughs> Mr. Hand, since you're here and I'm here, isn't it our time, Mr. Hand? Well, you didn't listen to the game on the TV. <laughs> so. I, I went back and watched the last 20 minutes because I missed okay. that. I watched the broadcast yeah, you did. when I got home um, to catch the last 20 minutes. And I got I got just – it was just great. It was just well, great. Well, let's just say okay, that again. Into- no, I want to say, friend of the pod, Hayden Partain, he came on our podcast made his broadcast debut in First the First night no not broadcast debut cuz he's been the sideline guy color First commentator in the in the booth in, the, in booth. the booth yeah Big debut wearing that white shirt with the viva colors it was really nice to see him up there and hear his voice he brought he brought a, a different perspective a very technical tactical soccer savvy uh, perspective you know I, I i said i i texted him and i said or in our in our group t- chain it was like listening to Jeff Spicoli call a game. But that's not – I didn't mean that in a derogatory way at all. It sure Jeff sounded derogatory. Spicoli, Je- Jeff Spicoli is one of the greatest, like, characters in cinema of all time. Like, I mean, that movie came out like 40 years ago, and everyone knows who Jeff Jeff Spicoli is. All right, so he's the know? Joker. But if I tell you you look like the Joker, that doesn't make it good. Man, I think Jeff Spicoli's is But anyway, he, he, he brought a, a different knowledge. Like, Hankinson is encyclopedic of his knowledge of, like, where guys have played – who they've learned from that kind of stuff and he he's and, and this isn't like a one is better than the other, but Hayden nope. Hayden's got a more recent technical knowledge of things if that if that makes he's he, played with a lot of the players. Yes, exactly. He can talk about what's going through the players' heads. Mm-hmm. He can talk about what's expected of them, I think. Uh-huh. You know, it's like specifically because uh-huh. I mean he's he's been part of this regime. So he I definitely got that from it. And, and that was that was a great different perspective to hear. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I would say it war- He roofed it, dude. He roofed it. <laughs> that was a good... He warmed up. I'm glad you caught the last 20 minutes because I knew it was his first time, I believe. And at the beginning, when they did the in-studio shot, knowing him as someone and that we actually know in real life, he looked uh, a little nervous. And, and Rightfully so. Yeah, and you know what? It By the by the second half, there's a lot of space, too, you know, to just talk. And look, we, talk. we've talked with him about it. He He wants to... he's like, wants to be prepared, wants to be, you know what I'm saying? And is worried about being prepared and the kind of things that you want from somebody that that's in that position. Right. You know, like, I mean, so I, I think, I think it was, I don't know. Oh, and he actually, I spoke with him recently and he's going to be doing the Colorado game also. Oh nice. So the yeah. next game. Yeah. So the next the next home game he's gonna be doing as well. Good so, I, don't so know were... going. I don't know if something's going on with Hankinson, but it's nice that he's it's nice that Hayden's getting a chance. You know what? You mentioned that you'd heard his voice. And I wondered because all the way in Ocho Rios, Jamaica, Oro Cabeza, Jamaica, I could hear your ass yelling on the sideline. It was a very quiet game. Yeah, I mean and if we're really if we're talking about things at the stadium and things on the TV. The Crocketeers boycotted. Yes, Clayton, I heard you yelling a bunch. Did you really? Come on! Oh uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was vocal, but but it was a good-sized crowd. Your texts imply that perhaps you weren't at the game, and I was watching it, thinking, man, that guy sure sounds like. Oh Clayton. no, I was there for the first 70 for the first 70 minutes. Yes. And you were given some like tactical type advice. A lot of like, yeah, down the line. I, I'm not afraid. To speak up when no one else is speaking up—that's definitely not my my weak suit. It sounded like there was a loose boom mic somewhere in the stadium, <laughs> but no, nope, it was just you coming through the plexiglass. But I, I generally keep it positive. I generally keep it positive. Like I said, tactical, technical—you were going. Okay, uh, good. There you go. Get it wide. Yeah, mark up. You know, I do that. I do that. Like they teach, or they want coaches. To to win the game, once the game starts, you're not supposed to coach the players like that, right? Correct. That's the new way of thinking. I still haven't gotten that through my head. I still, as a coach, I'm still very much a hands-on, like trying to move all the pieces myself. Like I do that even in our little kids games. Like when all we're right. lining up for a when we're lining up for a kickoff. Come on, where do we need to be? You need to be over here. You need to be sure. over here. Sure. I always try to focus on the off the ball guys. But once a guy is defending or attacking on the ball, yeah, leave him alone. That's that's a good point. Too much information. Yeah, I think I'm like. But then, but hey, back him up, you know. And yeah. I don't. I'd always be yelling, and the player, even this uh, this year coaching, the players would be like, "Clayton does that's not Clayton out there." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I know it's not." But he's the weak side defender, right. and he needed to mark that guy. Right. Well, you you brought up hearing me. But you weren't saying that in it. Like I don't think the crowd was very was very loud or very into it. You didn't mean it like that, right? Because I thought the crowd was very. I thought there was a really good crowd. All my seats where I sit behind the bench, maybe ten rows up. Um, there were no. There were no extra. There were not a lot of extra seats. Maybe a, a few sparsely here or there. The far side looked like it filled up pretty good, and there was lots to cheer about. The whole Like let's Let's get into it Well I want to Reinforce Before we get into it That the Crocketeers Didn't show up Okay you talk about this I don't I don't don't know if I noticed Yeah they Didn't fill their section They wrote a letter And said we're going to Take this game off We'll be back at the next one To prove like the Uh You know, the issues they had at the last game with Mayor Ron. You didn't notice that in the stadium, Clayton? You know, I I didn't, and maybe that's because I was yelling at what's the product on the field so much. And also, I had Charlie with me, so I was helping helping him get situated and stuff like that. It was a good crowd, but it was noticeably quieter or lacking in chants on TV, for sure. Well, let's transition to this. There was lots to cheer about. That's lots to cheer about. Six zero, San Antonio. You want to hear the goals? Yeah. 21st minute, E. Collier. 25th minute. PC. Well, should we go one by one? Yes, do it. Elliot Collier off a Maloney cross. 1-0 in the 21st minute. Yep. Anything to say about that goal? No, it was it was it was just a nice goal. Collier's our leading scorer right now, uh four goals, and he's twinkle Toes has been getting it done. It was, it was another like it wasn't like a headed goal off of a set piece. It was him getting to this right spot, making a little move and burying it. Poor defensive play. Yes. Which we'll come back to. Yeah, twenty fifth minute. PC a sliding goal from Nikki Hernandez. Nikki Hernandez, man of the match. Cross, man of the match. First start for Nikki Hernandez for us. We just signed him like two two weeks ago. Yeah, we brought him up to the listeners. I I was I thought that I, there was something to be excited about with him, and what he's allowed, what he did, what they did in this game. Nicky started, Hernandez started in the middle with PC and Abu, and Maloney went back out wide. Mm -hmm. So that was, so we're sticking with the three, and it's nice. Somebody came in and made the team of the week, you know, uh, with a goal and an assist. You know, I saw he was named player of the game, so I was watching out for him in the game. I think it was a little bit of a reward for the goal and the assist. He had a a number of missed crosses and missed passes. He wasn't bad. And he didn't play the whole game. They he, took, he, he was the first sub off the field as he well. Was. I think there's room for growth, though. You see a lot of – I see a high ceiling with him, and he, so he ain't even there yet. Well, he meant – and let me, let's – before we move on, like what is, a, what is a recovery technically? Like when they give their stats, they say like he had a goal, he had two assists – or he had an assist, he had six tackles and four recoveries. What's a recovery, do you think? I have think? never heard that in a soccer setting. Okay, so, so if, that is Spurs. Uh, if you check the stats, like for the USL team of the week, it says what a recovery, like it doesn't define recovery, yeah. but, but it says he had four recoveries. I just wanted to know if, if you knew. Maybe that's an intercepted pass. Okay, but anyway, so third. Is there, go- is there an interception category? Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe it's like the ball gets lost by, by your team and then you get it back or something like that. I don't know. Or, like, once you lose possession, you then recover it. I, I don't know. But anyway, Nick Hernandez involved in the next goal as the goal, the third goal scorer. 39th minute, Nick Hernandez, Nick Hernandez sliding finish of a Maloney cross. Beautiful sliding to get on the end of it. Great, Great Terrible goalkeeping. Terrible goalkeeping. The keeper <sighs> pushed it near post into his own goal. He sure did, but there's a big bar right there he's running into. I don't think it was terrible goalkeeping. Did you watch the highlight? I did. I watched I saw it live and I watched the highlight. He's he's shuffling his feet. He's getting back post. Yeah. It's, I mean, he is having to he's having to like, oh no, is that the post? I mean, like and then the ball was on him in a hurry. I'm gonna say definitely not terrible goalkeeping. being keeping. Saveable, yes. I mean, he was only like four or five yards out, too. I mean, it wasn't like he was twelve yards out. I'd say it was a Maybe it's something he could have saved, but not terrible. Great effort by Hernandez to Super. get on the end of it. Because the ball had, like, bounced, too. Like, it wasn't like he just got it out of the air and redirected it in. No. It, like, it was a difficult ball to, to play on goal. Commitment. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Great great way to describe it. Yeah, because it looked like a way like it was gone, right? Committed, yes. And just, hey, let's see where this goes. Even if I kick it straight at the goalkeeper. Yeah. And he did, but the goalkeeper is so flustered that he punches it in the goal. Yeah. Then a big dry spell. Three nothing at halftime. Seventy-sixth minute, Tainer roofs the. He A-boo roofed it, kick. dude. He totally roofed it, guys. Off an Abu corner kick. Totally, good finish. Spectacular finish. Interesting marking system by Monterey Bay. Woof. Those poor guys. Those poor guys. We didn't mention. So we talked about last last episode, and I I didn't disagree with you at all. Classic trap game. We coming off of. A big win over an MLS opponent. This team, we didn't realize and didn't mention, this was their seventh game on the road to start the season. And I texted you that afterwards because I I just did some more research and digging after. And, like, that seems to be a theme in soccer these days. Nashville's having to do it in MLS. Stadium. That's exactly why, listeners. They're they're building a soccer-specific stadium in Monterey Bay. It wasn't ready yet. And so – for first, first, soccer-specific stadium? Oh, I don't know. I, I Maybe I spoke too soon. I wonder if there's, like, retrofitting yeah, a high school that, field that, or that something. May, that may be what it is. Yeah. But, um, but like, they're having to do that. So, this was their seventh game in a row on the road. Like, that's that's tough for a new franchise to start out that way. And it, and they looked that way. They were dangerous a couple of times in the first half. And, and had they put away their chances, could have been a different game. But we go to halftime up 3-0. And things are very comfortable. What happens next? I'm going to point out that on June 11th, we play at Monterey Bay. Checking my SAFC back of the card here. Yeah. So, we'll see what they play in in about a month. After halftime, Tainer goal off the Abu corner kick. He roofed it, dude. He roofed it. 83rd minute. It's getting to be a bit of a laugher. It's 4-0. Justin Dillon off an early Gomez cross. Yeah, just redirected side netting, right? Back post, yeah just rifled it in. Yeah. Got right first touch. But beat a defender to the spot bad. Yes. Good space. Good, good run. Good space. Yeah, it was a really good run. It came right off the guy's back shoulder and at that point in time, seven games on the road, you're down four nothing or three nothing at that point. Your legs are not kinda like the the penalty from those from tired legs from the Man City guy today in the Champions League. Did you give him the penalty? Didn't see it yet. Okay, all right. Yeah. Anyway. Ninety second minute, Ayimbala, who I think they said is from Ghana. I don't know. He looks young. I don't he's know if he's been, a rookie. He he's been yeah. He's uh, he came from the Ghanaian league, I think. Nice and uh, and friend of Abu, perhaps. He's been maybe he's been um he's been coming in and subbing on the on the out wide. You know, tall guy, right? Yeah, young, real young too. Comes near post, heads a Garcia corner kick. Fabian Garcia. Our center back, getting a little Beckenbauer action yeah. here, taking corners. Like, at that point in time, he was feeling a uh, Team of the Week again for another <laughs> for a, another week in a row. Did he get it? For, like, the thir- yes, he did. Cha-ching! That's three weeks in a row Fabian Garcia has been on the Team of the Week in the USL. Did you know that he's... I think I wrote that down, right? Hold on. Yeah, that sounds right. Sounds right. Hold on. I, I specifically wrote it down. Yeah, third week in a row for Fabian Garcia. And, I- and I wanna- we'll get to that, but... Did you know he's French? Yes, Yes. Is, figured... it the shaved, is it the shaved legs that, that, that gave it to you? No, it was the clicking on his link on the internet. Was, going, it all the, was it all the style that they show him walking into in the stadiums? like with I did their Facebook not posts know that Garcia was a French name all of a sudden. <laughs> I, had, I had made assumptions, and that's a lesson to me. <laughs> Don't assume that because his name's Garcia, he's not from France. Well, but I mean, like, he didn't just come from the French. He just got done playing for RGV Toros. Oh, I thought he was an Austin Bold reject. I mean, uh, Folder. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. That's what he That's Yes. I'm sorry. Not RGV. He was, he was, he came from Austin and I don't know whether he was there two seasons or how long, but I mean, he's not directly from like our Matthew Deplan from last year. Although I think Deplan was a Deplan was an MLS or he Cincinnati. Was, yeah. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, three weeks in a row, Fabian Garcia, MLS, I mean, USL team of the week. Go. Um, that was it. So that's, that's 90. So that's six zero most goals ever scored in a game for SAFC. Woo. I mean, that's, you know, that's Woo! not, that's not nothing. It's not nothing. We only beat the, the other expansion team one zero true, but they're like practically undefeated yeah. besides that. Yeah, game. I think so. Uh, I, think so. I got a point. Yeah. The goals, four crosses and two corner kicks. Yeah. Set pieces, were, we're dangerous now on set pieces, and Four we talked about crosses. We talked about it crosses. Oh clean. yeah, I see what you're saying. We don't cross usually. No, normally we're playing the ball vertically. That's yes. not in our wheelhouse. Yeah, normally we're playing the well. And I'll add I'll add to this while we're while we're talking numbers. They cont- they had sixty 60%, percent sixty something percent of the possession. They we did. had thirty something percent of the possession, and but we outshot them uh, 27, we outshot, 27, to 27 to nine and eleven to two on target. So. Is, is so, okay, I have a I have a point, which is a question for you. Was 6-0 justified? Ooh. Was it one of those games, while you think about your answer, was it one of those games that got away from us and, and we really just pasted them and it, 6 to nothing was right? Or like, ah, uh, just the ball kept the going in? The first 15 minutes, both teams had chances. They had chances, too. They could have been up 1-0 uh-huh. or it could have been 2-1. to one. There could have been a lot of goals early, and when they didn't get that early goal, and then we got then when we got the first one, you could you could kind of see them you could kind of see them deflate a little bit. But I mean, they had the the ball still at their feet. It's just they weren't doing anything with it. No. Once they once once we got the first goal, maybe maybe I'm even being a little harsh. The second goal for sure, like they just kind of wind was out of their sails. So yeah, I, PC beating the keeper to a cross. I, I, do I think that's the best we've played all season? Yes. Yeah. That, so I will say that. So if that's the best we've played all season, we've peaked. That's the only time all season that we've had a multiple goal lead. Is that the best we've ever played in that stadium since it's a franchise record, oh. or are they the worst team that's ever walked oh. in, or is there a little column A or a little the, column B? Yeah, like you, you like to say some some things can be more than one thing, <laughs> and and bit, it, it it was definitely more than one thing. Combine them being the seventh game on the road, you know, um, we, you know, we we're finishing our chances. We were creating. We were even chances that were half chances. We're going on goal and getting in. And you know what? And it just—it was—it looked good. It—it it looked real good. Yeah. Uh, they say scoring for fun as a cliche, like, oh, they're scoring for fun. You know that cliche? It kind of looked like that after the fourth goal. It was, oh, Daddy wants one. Oh, I want one. Oh, Timmy wants one. Yeah. You know, you're going up on corner kicks because you want to get one because the getting's good. Yeah, it definitely had the feel there, like, like. After we got the second one in the stadium, everyone was kind of just like party time. You know, <laughs> like you know, like that, like, ah, uh, you know, they, they scared us a couple of times, but they're not gonna really do anything after that. So we got four guys in the team of the week this who, week. So that's something as well. Who that? So and I was kind of fooled, they, they they were a little misleading on the on the on the SAFC website. So on the first team were Nicky were Hernandez. Uh, Tanner and Garcia, a PC made the second team or honorable mention or the bench. No, they call it the bench. They call it the bench. So he made the bench. Uh, but the SAFC said on their website, four guys make the USL all was, And you know, that's probably not sure. Whatever. Totally. Yeah. Team of the week has a yeah. bench. But do, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you, you watched, did you, you watched the whole thing? Uh-huh. Do you think PC had a better game than, than Hernandez? Y- yeah, I don't think Hernandez had that good of a game outside of the goal and the assist, which sounds ridiculous as a statement. But all I meant was that I think he can do better. So I think there's, I okay. think Hernandez will continue to grow. I see where, I see he, where that's it not from. his ceiling. Right, he can do that and have a bigger influence in the run of play, in the in the build up. Yeah, he did a lot of good things, but he wasn't flawless. And knowing he was going to be player of the game at, before I watched the game, I was expecting like maestro performance. You know what? It was nice. Like we've talked about, here's another, um, maybe the best coaching performance. Like, like we've said, Marcina is pushing all the right buttons right now. Yes. Yeah. I mean, four consecutive shutouts. We just scored six. We, we get a, we get a guy with his first, we sign a guy with his first start of the season for the team gets into all, gets the all season, like, you know, gets into all t- the team of the week or whatever, and just kind of fits in pretty seamlessly, uh, Maloney goes back out wide. We haven't seen Maloney out wide in a while, oh. and he's got more of an attacking prowess. There was you an remember, early injury. There was an early injury. Manley got hurt pretty, yeah. pretty early, like in the thirty-something minute. And Gomez came Didn't on. Miss a beat. Yeah, you know, like all the buttons are being pushed properly at this at this moment. So yeah, So Alan Marcina, good job. There's very little, if anything, negative that we can say. I guess we should make that a a bullet point one of these weeks because in other years we've. Last year we had our moments of it being a bullet point of coach, yeah, coach L- bad. Like let's let's we have we're gonna we have some serious questions that we we would e- like to see answered. Even when when we were doing well, when there were performances that just looked disjointed, and we'd win one nothing on an early goal, we were really questioning the coach at times. Right, last year, and so we should more than just he is doing great. And maybe and maybe the USL needs to back off with their articles about like. Well look below the surface, it's not everything's not as as bright and, you know, la la land as as they think it is. Well, you know what? Maybe we know that it's not, but we're adjusting and we're and we're surviving and we're like good teams. This was good. Figure out a way to win. Well, this was different, huh? Yes, this had a very different feel than the one the three consecutive one nothing wins or whatever. although do this for me. Switch Jordan Farr and their goalie. Give them Jordan Farr and give us Well yeah, silly name like Dallas. Jake or something. It sounded like a character from that male strip review movie, Magic Mike. We trade Magic Mike and Jordan Farr. What's the final score in um, this game? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because it no. ain't 6 nothing. No, I mean, we've been fortunate with the goalkeeping. 2-1, 3-1. Because Dallas Jake – sa- He saves a couple of those, yeah. He saves a, saves a couple of those. Homeboy would have given up one to Monterey Bay. Yeah. He was not very good. No. Uh-huh. I know I said I didn't like that you – No, because made- like – uh, Far comes out and makes that save on that one v one. Yeah, like on that guy, uh, the their front runner that was the only guy that looked anything dangerous for them at all the yeah. entire game. Yeah, and but it was so I I think it was a combination going back to original. I think it was a combination of them just being down and us being good on the day, and that 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 can happen in a competitive. In a competitive thing, what's happening in this Concacaf Champions League right now? Zero-zero and road goals don't count, so winner will win or tie. They do. Uh, do they go straight to sh- penalties? Probably in Probably not. CONCACAF? extra time. So for those of you that aren't that haven't been paying attention tonight, is the final Concacaf. It's Seattle Sounders versus Unam Pumas. We've talked about it a little in the past. That uh, most salient feature: the U.S. A U.S. team has never won. The CONCACAF Champions League. North American Champions League. And and Seattle is playing at home tonight to win it all. Like 65,000 people sold out. Yeah, we've had scenarios in the past where they've been in it, but like gone down to Mexico on the last night and just gotten clobbered. Yeah. But like everything is kind of in Seattle's favor for tonight. And Seattle went down there and was down two to zero, correct? And came back and tied it two to two with two goals in the second half on the road in Mexico. I mean, in that's th- not that's not nothing in a thunderstorm. Yeah, that was I, a didn't, great I didn't. I didn't. Wa- I didn't watch. It was. I, I, didn't I don't know either. why. I don't know why I could. what what the reason was. I couldn't. Or it I did. 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yes. I didn't watch either, and then I watched the highlights, and I regretted not watching. Uh, I read the article the next day and oh. was like, man, the highlights. I've watched so many terrible games in this competition. Why did I not, not watch the one good one? Highlights were fantastic. It was a, thunder, a, rain, a downpour. The stadium's packed. There's an away section of Seattle fans. It had everything. And we kind of got like a, like a homer penalty call to tie it up, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, like, you would never think we would minute. get in, Like, we would never get normally in Mexico, and right? There was a VAR review. And when I say we, I, that sounds bad. Like the, actually, like Va- C- VAR Seattle, did, VAR did cost Seattle a penalty save, so okay. it could have been. Oh, that's closer. right, sir. They They, uh, the guy saved it, but he came off his line or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so this game, the final, that's two to two. They're in Seattle, Clayton. If they don't win this at home with a sold out stadium, Pumas is in tenth place in Mexico yeah, right now. That's another thing we said. This it's, is not the strongest crop of Mexican teams we've ever seen in this competition. Specifically tonight. Uh it's hard and then it's it's hard to see us winning in the next few years if we they, like everything's lined up. And this Seattle team is good. Like this Seattle team is probably deeper than the Mexican teams and, and never are the MLS teams deeper than the Mexican teams, right? Would you agree with that statement? Yeah. That normally like they'll play their they'll play their B plus guy, A minus guys, and they far surpass the B plus A minus even A guys that the MLS teams throw out there a lot. Well, of times. When it's just like SAFC. You put in subs and it's yeah nobodies. And the Mexican team puts in former starters, yeah, former internationals and crap. Oh yeah, so you're saying guys that are just like are still lingering around yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 28 year old, but know how to know how to marshal this game know for sure. Soccer, yeah. yeah, or some up and coming stud. Uh, so yeah, that's I can't I can't wait to see the rest of that game. So going back to SAFC, do you uh, have other thoughts on this game? On the game itself, no. Like, like we talked about, loved seeing Hayden Partain in there. I loved coming up and getting a little bit of, getting a little, little something different when I came when I came home and watched the last twenty minutes. I, I'm weirdly surprised that I didn't notice the the um, the uh, that the tears weren't there. Yeah, it's because we were at. Their party, and they yes. told us about the incident with Mayor Ron. Yeah, so I figured you would have noticed. So, you so do you know for a fact that this was like kind of a boycott by them or yeah. a statement? Was it was it the way that they were treated at the at the at the U.S. Open Cup game, or was it about the separate like watch parties or what 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 do you think stemmed? It was the U.S. Open Cup game. Okay, they was- they put put a, a statement on Twitter saying, "It sounds like instead of starting more fights." Or making it some endless battle. They They're like, it, we're going to do this one thing. This is our statement. We're going to let it go after that. It said, we're going to take this game off. We want y'all to an- we wanna have a productive conversation and like get the rules set. Because for those that didn't listen or hear, a supporter threw a beer in the air and hit Mayor Ron Nuremberg. Nuremberg security guards wanted to kick. We're fine with it. But then some random security... If, yeah, apparently there was outside out. security that hadn't worked the games before maybe so like weren't from, familiar with... Maybe Spurs security? I don't remember I exactly think, how it was told to me. I yeah. do remember. How, but it was, it was people that don't normally, that don't normally work at the, at, those, at the games. And they arrested the guy for throwing a beer in the air when a goal got scored, which, right. you know, is normal in soccer, especially in a supporters group. Yeah. And actually, the guy right next to me that game threw his beer onto the field... When they scored, yeah, in the 78th minute, I gotcha. So this guy was not unique, uh, and the crocketeers are just looking for clarification. They're like, "What can we do and what can't we do?" Trying to make a statement, but I, I'm glad that it's saying we'll be back and we're not going to have this ongoing crap. That is nice. Just get it over with. Yeah, let's make it. a point. But you don't. You've seen supporters groups that just quit and never come back. Yeah, and that's stupid. And there's right. There's no need for that over something like this, right? Because if you yeah. love the game. Then, then you want to support the game, you know? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's the it's a love your what is it? Love your country, hate your government. Type, <laughs> is it kind of like that? Yeah, good. Point. Yeah, is that yeah. kind of like that? For sure. So yeah. So that's all I really got on the game on the game itself. It was a great win, fourth shutout in a row. But and 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 here's the last thing we'll say. Great point to go into this stretch. We're getting ready to go into. Oh. That's that's something that we need to talk about. Transition. Yes. Transition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, just scored six, fourth consecutive shutout this weekend at Phoenix. Nine thirty start time. Phoenix handed us our only loss of the season and made us look very average and very, very disjointed. Um, you see, and, what they're, I mean. and they're they're struggling. Like they're not playing. They're not. They're not great. You see what I'm wearing tonight? Yeah, you're wearing a rising jersey. I see it. I got my rising jersey on. This is their last season. I got it for Christmas. Is this your way of trying to jinx them, or what? what's the... Uh, this is my way of saying they owned us. Yeah. So until we beat Phoenix, oh. they've got our number. Okay. Sister-in-law Nancy got this for me. She's in their supporters group. I've been to the stadium. Great team, great atmosphere. So have they moved since, like... the the place that was different location but same difference whatever on an Indian reservation yeah and that's I believe what they're called I don't think they're called Native American reservations but now it's like before it was like just kind of thrown up aluminum like seats now they have like a stadium but they built them out of like those old like uh like the luxury, like downtown, those those crates oh, yeah, no, and stuff. They have like those crates, storage hang containers, over. yeah, storage containers and stuff, right? That was the old one too. Oh, was it? I think they just picked that one up and moved it. Oh, they just because, kind of like for nostalgia purposes or something, like uh, not nostalgia, but for cost purposes. Oh. the new location is easier for beer and easier for parking. Ah, okay. so they were they only had like fifteen nights a year they could pull a liquor permit at the old one, and so if they went far in the playoffs. Sometimes they couldn't sell beer or like right. random crap like that. So whatever, that's more than you so need ju- to know. So just bringing up at Phoenix isn't enough. We need to let everyone know this little stretch of games. So this Saturday at Phoenix, then Wednesday Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. So a week from tonight at Houston Dynamo Stadium. Matthew, you are very familiar with BBVA Compass Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, going down to play there on a Wednesday night. Will it be? Will it? Will there be a a big Dynamo turnout? No, no way. Okay, six thousand. Okay, yeah. But that's still for a a, like for a Wednesday night when you're in an MLS stadium and there's six thousand people. It'll seem pretty paltry. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're gonna be like, how many does that place hold? Twenty-two. All right, where we hold like nine here at Toyota Stadium or something like that. Nine or ten. Eight. Right, because we sold that Austin. Yeah. So I'm sad it's there because it's gonna seem. I really, I'm I've, I've thought maybe two or three different times like I could make this work, and then I just the logistics just aren't. It just puts too many other people in a tight spot, and and I would love to go down and support and see us play another ml But I'm, i just, I just can't rationalize it. I yeah. even got, I almost, almost got on Southwest. Yeah, like to check and like for flights to see like maybe I could get in and get out the same night. But that wouldn't be fun for me. So anyway, yeah. then at the Miami FC., the, the Saturday after that. So that's three games in eight days, on or whatever. The road. Yeah, on the road at Miami. And then after that, we come back the next week, and so the, all those are on the road, and then we come back and play. The Western Conference leaders are actually the exact same as us. They have the same goal difference. Maybe they're ahead of us because they've scored more goals. Uh, Colorado Switchbacks, who we went and saw play and they thumped us, even though we drew with them last year. And then we beat them at home. They, they we come back and we play them at home. We've owned them at our place, right? right. We, we beat them in the playoffs last year, but that is a huge stretch of games, right so there. Three games, and then we're back for the switchbacks on March twenty, May twenty first. Yes, yeah. all difficult games. What's Miami's record right now? I don't the know, but they're Miami at, FC. they're at they're towards the top of the, of the Eastern Conference. The Spurs Sports and Entertainment forgot the V from their title. Because they are the Miami. It is. Capital T. Yeah, the it's, like, C. it's like adding uh, the to the U- Ukraine. You're not supposed to do that anymore, dude. <laughs> you not supposed to do that. It's just Ukraine. But Dro- they are, Drop the article. They are the Miami. Oh, they are the article. Yes, the article needs to be there. So that's some – they have a good record? Yes. Leader? I don't know exactly – they're not the leader, but they're like – because Louisville hasn't lost yet. Um uh, they're right behind Louisville. Or well, somewhere, Clayton, somewhere what do like, you want to see Saturday night against man, Phoenix? I, like 9 o'clock, 9.30? I want us to play like, um, like you're upset about the, what Phoenix did to us here at our place and not think like, not see them going into this mentality like, man, we've got a long stretch on the road here. Let's just kind of ease into this. Does that make sense? You know? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna look. Do you have any doubt that they're gonna look like that? I don't think they're gonna look like yeah, that. Yeah, that's just not in our DNA. It's the, the only th- team that's I, beat us all year. Yeah, I don't think it's in our DNA, right? Are we seven wins and one loss. Two, yeah. four, six. Yeah, seven wins, no ties, and one loss. They know. Um, they know. I, I read an article in the USL on the USL's website today. It was like that one where they put like the facts. That's not good. Somebody got hurt. Somebody's getting stretchered off, and it's from, from Seattle, Seattle, so they're actually hurt. Um... Eesh. Uh You'd think this would be the most points that we had. Our 2017 team won won ten games in a row to start the season. Do you remember what? that? No. I had a picture of of the guys and I it's on the USL website and I we started the season with like twenty-one or like thirty-something like what was it? We won ten out of twelve or something like that. And so th- through this many games. Like, the 2017 team had more points, but we're, like, the third most points, like, in the history of the USL at this point this season. So, man, that was the pre-podcast era, Clayton. So I know, 2017, some of the guys on there I didn't recognize. I recognized Billy Forbes. I recognized Rafa Castillo. But there was a big defender that I couldn't tell who it was. But anyway. Pre-podcast. That's why I wanted to do this podcast, Clayton, because I didn't care before. Yeah. Anyway, I think this is a good time for us to be peaking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would definitely not like to see us, like, at a low point and starting this rodeo road trip or whatever we want to call it. Uh You know, like. uh, Well, because you know what comes after Colorado? You went through our next four games. Yeah. After that, there's three straight on the road again. Really? Yep. At RGV, Memorial Day, at Sacramento, at Monterey. So, see, see, I'd prefer those to be like in July, August. I know. <laughs> I, didn't think I, about know. I didn't think about we that. We have a homestand in the middle of July and a homestand in the end of August. This is six out of seven games on the road coming up. And this is like six out of this seven. This has been really pleasant weather recently to watch these games. So, yes, I wish it would. I wish it would be a little bit like July August, when I want to go on like family vacation, you know, like. To go see them play in San Diego, you know, and get away from the 104 degree heat. But whatever. Whatever. I know. We have have very little to complain about right now. That's that going into this, we have very little to complain about. And I'm sure that I'm sure there will be things for me to gripe about about this, but I'm going into this with a great mindset from what I've seen over the last, you know, three or four games. My complaint is they're playing really well and I want to see them play. And we've only had. We're even on home and away games this year. We haven't had a bunch of home. Like I just wish I could enjoy the team some more, but because the, they're going to be gone for the next month. So yeah, one game. So and then you travel a lot during the summer also. Circle the twenty first. Whatever. That's a big game. Yeah, right? that is. That's, that's huge. That's, that's one huge. to be at. And our boy Hayden will be back in the booth. <laughs> you know, hopefully, or if Tim Hankinson's feeling better, hopefully Hank will be back in the booth. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Uh, so. I don't remember anything to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, I don't like. I don't have much more to say. Like, I think we've covered everything that's happened since, with with the team since we potted last time. So, should we move on to our World Cup segment? Segment. Brought to you by Panini. Yeah. And tops. What about what about Footbottle Also, do you think it's, do you think we could get Footbodel as a sponsor? They reached <laughs> out to us after they did. we after we. That was so spectacular. Football. I've played every day. Me too. I played every day, and I only get it maybe once every other. I only I I don't get it every oh, every day. I'm six out of eight. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm like five. I'm like I'm like four out of eight, at, or maybe five out of wow. eight. Wow, man, I just don't know the rosters of no, some of these teams. There's man. been I have like four that I got on the last guess where I'm like looking and I'm like, well, that guy sounds English, and I click exactly it. right. And we have to use that feature where you can type in the team name yes. and you can scroll so that I consider that cheating I consider that cheating but even with that feature I still don't get it all the time dude There's 23 guys on a You got to really know your Ooh. your English Premier League I'm feeling really happy that I'm doing better than you it's making me feel pretty man. smart Man but foot, foot bodle Yeah like thanks for reaching out to us super cool man like in, like that was that was really neat No joke and it and they it implied that they had listened I I I don't know. text Severely implied, they like oh on air, you did it the hardest day we did it. No wonder Clayton couldn't get it. And I was like, oh shit, they actually listened. Yeah, and like because they knew my name, yeah. you know. Like so, I mean, they like. Do you think that any time that that word gets used, it dings them somehow, and yes. they can listen to the content? That's how is, Twitter works. Is that how something? Oh no, no, the Twitter, not on the, not on the podcast. Oh okay, but they Twitter when I put it on Twitter that oh, link to them automatically. I got I think. Okay, all right, enough of my dinosaur. No um, foot is awesome. Yeah. To the listeners who haven't played it, they're not sponsors. It's just a fun and way to waste time. How about five listener um what's what's her name? We met her at the uh, or you met her at the uh, at yeah, the Alamo the at Alamo Beer who sent the who are you? Like oh, the, yeah. that's that is so difficult. I got a guy like that played on Gijon, like some like Spanish team but with a French pronunciation. Like I had no chance. Too hard. Like, oh, it's way cuz it's all that if you want if you really want to look into what we're talking about. There's one called Who Are You" that is like the top five European leagues. And uh, and like, so you could get you could get a guy from a like Spezia, you know, in Italy. Like, how well do you know Spezia's roster, Matthew? Well, can't I think, name a single player. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, unless it's Kevin Lasagna on Bologna, on Bologna, like, I don't know anybody in the Italian league. I mean, I do, but anyway... These things They've complicated my life A little bit (laughs) Because I get frustrated But (laughs) But I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm working at it Caroline The Tottenham chick Here we go She's got her own podcast About Tottenham If you're a Spurs fan Yeah Look it up Listener It's a san antonio girl who does a tottenham and she does a women's soccer podcast cool like the very cool english premier women's well, league thank you for pointing us to who to to who are you yeah. i've tried it i don't try it every day because if i don't get the football bottle, bottle then i don't try who are you <laughs> because i don't want to like double failure d- yeah i don't want to fail twice yeah so world cup segment segment Matthew, right what are we doing this what, what are we doing this what are we doing this week we're doing Uruguay, Clayton. So we're staying in Group H. Group H, reverse in the order they were picked. Pot three, Uruguay. Moving, moving over to South America. We did uh, South Korea first, and so we were in Asia. Now we're moving over to moving over to Uruguay. Yeah. What do you what do you want to what do you want to talk about about Uruguay? What what where should we talk? What should we talk about? Okay, if I, if I go first, I'll do a little exped exposition here. You know, you know Uruguay from Luis Suarez. Before him, it was Diego Forlan. The most infamous player on the planet, like, in World Cup history that we know of. In like, there's res- the, there's the recent- Zidane headbutt. There's... In recent history. Whenever someone does a handball in a game... Two! He has two! He also has the biting. The, the biting, the Italian guy, Locatelli, or whatever his name, or whatever the center back's name, on the shoulder. And both of those, when they happen, everyone looks at you. If you do it in a game now, people go, oh, Luis Suarez. Yeah! I mean, all I can think of when I see him are those horse teeth and those horse teeth digging in to what's his name? Chiellini. Shoulder. Yeah, Chiellini was who it was exactly. Mm-hmm. My man Chiellini. But like, yes. Yeah, so that. So they, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. That's all right. I mean, they've been playing this four four two lineup for the last 80 years. It seems like every World Cup, Clayton, they go further than you think. Ur- okay. Better than you think. I want to just jump right in there. Uruguay never the team that you look at and go, oh man. Uruguay, yikes! But is always in the in the last. And I have just some. So they won the. They won two World Cups. A lot of people don't know Uruguay has won two World Cups. They won 1930 and 1950. The biggest upset in World Cup history, beating. Uh, brazil at the, the Maca, fir- at the macarena or whatever it's called the, the macana the Mar- yeah they also won the first two olympic gold medals if i'm not mistaken they've won copa america 15 times the most of any south american country so for listeners aren't familiar that's the south american championship so we're talking brazil argentina uruguay colombia uruguay has 15 they're tied with argentina for the most you know why they were so good back in the day Have i told you this before? no oh then a little bullet yeah point. let's go history The first team to incorporate black players in South America. Legit. Most of the teams were very segregated, and the teams they took to tournaments did not. And the Uruguayan League, from the get-go, was always mixed. And they went and won all those tournaments, and all of a sudden, you know who the next great team was? Brazil. Yeah. Learned from Uruguay, integrated their team, and became much better. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're getting at. True story. I didn't know that. and So... For people uh, known as La Celeste, am I pronouncing that correctly? The baby blue? Yeah, because they're they're very famous baby blue uniforms. A lot of people will confuse them with Argentina sometimes, but they're generally light blue. And, you know, like we were saying, part of what this consistency during our lifetime. So they had a gap after like the 1950s where like from the 1970s to like maybe the the early 2000s, They weren't. They weren't. They'd kind of fallen off the planet and had Mm. dropped way down low in the rankings. But then they had this golden age of players. These three strikers, three attacking players: Luis Suarez, Diego Forlan, and uh, Edison Cavani. Mm. And from from 2004 or 2002 to now, they've been part of every tournament. They're a big player in every tournament. But they're getting a little long in the tooth, and part of what it is is they've had they had the same coach. They did for internationally for almost twenty years, Babe almost twenty years from two thousand and six to two thousand and twenty-one. Is that Oscar Tabarez? Yes, you know the story Tabarez. You with him? He was their U seventeen, U twenty, U twenty-three coach of all that golden generation. Yes. So like Gareth uh, Southgate now for England. Like oh. he was the the youth World Cup when they oh. when they first started playing international again and winning those World Cups and How stuff many years like that? Is that. Fifteen years from two thousand six. That is unheard of in international soccer. Yeah, unheard of. Usually you don't even get a second tournament. Yeah, so they are in this group and like I said, you when you look at them generally you don't go, "Woo man, Uruguay." But they're always there. Why and and why do you, why do you think that they're such a tough out? Why do you think they've been consistently so good? Oh, if, uh, what 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 is it about their system, the way they play? They're a team that's greater than the sum of their parts, right? A lot lo- a lot of similarities to Atletico Madrid. If you watch international, a lot soccer. of their players play for Atletico Madrid. Jimenez, center back. Jimenez. Oh, no, not the other one. Um, I think Jimenez is Uruguayan. Uh, he is, and we'll get to it. But um, Godin had yeah. wow. most capped player in Uruguayan history, but played center back for Atletico Madrid. Just this, you, thou shalt not pass attitude. So good. Just master of the dark arts. and well, Go ahead. You, okay, I've got a thing, you know, about the garra charrua. No, what is You this? don't! No, what is yeah, that? Yeah, Clayton! What is this? I thought that all the soccer geeks would know this, and I'd be talking to the non-soccer fans. It's what they say down there, and it's like um, it me- it's the Charua are in the indigenous Uruguayans. Okay, and so there's this thing. It's the claw of the Charua, and so I had to Google the re- the precise name, but I know about the idea. Like there's just it's this idea in Uruguay that like they're tough, they're strong, industrious, and like hard scrabble people. They play that way, and the- so that's the saying that a, that their soccer team says. And it's like a national identity to just even their strikers are tough, hard. Like they're pretty boy. Like you know, Cavani Forlan. and Forlan are pretty boys, but like they don't play like pretty boys. They are tough-minded, all-out diving. You know, like making the challenging the keeper when he's trying to play the ball. Like yeah. maybe leaving a sticking a leg in. Oh yeah. You know, and then they behind them they have these pit bull looking guys that they've had for about the last fifteen years. They're just of, replaceable parts. They're stocky. They, they're not they're not gonna beat anybody off the dribble but they're not gonna get beat off the dribble that's for damn sure you know it's kinda like they have that whole uh, cowboy culture down there in Argentina Uruguay uh, what's that called gauchos the, gauchos. The gauchos this is like rodeo cowboys ooh like, I like I like the analogy you wanna go inside while, yeah let's move while like it while starts... it starts to rain so that's what it's called I'm glad you haven't heard of it because I thought you were gonna be like yeah now that you explained that phrase to me it totally makes sense I, that's how I would describe them playing in a whole bunch of words, and then you would say that word, and that captures all the words that I was just talking about. Yes, yeah, so it, it they're like they're a little like the Spurs in the, in the gold, golden day of the Spurs, right? Like, there's a system, there's players, and even though some of them are really good, really, the the system is what you watch. And right? nobody and nobody talks about them playing beautiful football, right? There's not no, like it's not the joga no, no. it's, it's, it's <laughs> hard work. With a little bit of industrial in, industriousness, is that a word? Industrial and like, some skilled attack, man. Yeah, exactly. And th- those three guys are have scored all, over a hundred goals each internationally for sure, right? Like I think they're the, the all-time, they're all time their their all time leading goal scores. Which brings me to um, I want to talk about just a couple of players. I, I like to try to highlight a player from every good because I don't have any so from every I? team. Well, you you got to see him play today. A kid that's going to be um, that like if things go right for Uruguay could be mentioned as one of the players of the, like young players of the tournament Federico Valverde oh. starting today for Real Madrid in the Champions League semifinal uh, obviously plays for Real Madrid I got on transfer market to see what he's valued he's valued the most of anyone on their national team right now at like uh, at like 60 million or something mm. like that 80 million Where did he come from do you know He came from um, Penarol he went Penarol, which is the like the Uruguayan like yeah. big yeah. big team and then uh he went directly to Real Madrid's B team okay. and then they loaned him out two or three times um and he is a player like he's not going to wow you with speed or he is just a very solid creative player who starts for Real Madrid you know who just is going who's going to the he's 23 years old um he's going to be combining with this is the guy that everybody is after um, he's from Benfica, Darwin Nuñez. Huh. He's the next in line of Uruguayan strikers. Forward forward. Yes, he's a forward forward. Because although will be playing in the midfield, Yes, right? exactly. And this Darwin Nuñez guy is from Benfica. He scored 32 goals in 50 appearances for for Benfica. He's scored like he scored a bunch of goals wow. in the Champions League this year. Okay. Um, those two guys are poised to like if 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 things go well for Uruguay, those guys could be breakout players like like Vi- that, that uh, Federico Valverde, he won the best player in the 2017 under 20 world cup, you know. Yeah, so I remember like, some chatter about him. I thought he, I thought he, had, I wonder where he got loaned to because I remember that they had a new guy they were trying to incorporate in the team. It must have been him, yeah. And, and he like just this. got named like during this last uh, qualifying, oh, really? like he's already at Real Madrid and he's not like fully in their squad yet, you know what I'm saying? But Dang. he's definitely in there now. But those are two guys to like keep an eye out for and that if. If Uruguay plays one well things go well. But, but like we we're saying, they're not flashy guys. They're not like you're going to look at them and go, "That guy's absolutely amazing." But like, come the quarterfinals, like Darwin Nunez could have five goals, you know, like, uh, you know, and yeah. be vying for you know, young player of the young player of the tournament. Nice, good, good. sneaky. You know good what I'm res- saying? Sneaky, good. And it's a little research I did today. Good research. Yeah. And Jimenez is on there. He's a center back for the, them. There we go. We'll go midfielder, Jeez. defender, and a front runner. Jimenez plays for Atletico Madrid. Cut from that same cloth. He's learning his trade from uh, Diego Godin. He's fully grown now, man. Yeah. Godin's over the hill. I wonder if Godin will still play for them. Probably. keep Because those center backs, I mean, Italy did it winning the European Championship yeah. with Chiellini. Big, and tall, strong, smart, classic center backs. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get beat for pace because he's not going to let him... Get himself in a position where he is going to get beat for pace. That kind oh, of thing. Oh, what a save. amazing what a save. save from Seattle! Oh my God, he was like six feet out. Stefan Fry, third keeper for the US. And Bank you know Bank. what? I'm glad we're 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 doing this. We got a lot of positive feedback on our South Korea preview, right? Or at least mentioning Kim oh, yeah. Mantsun. Like a few different people reached out and said, you know what? Thanks for giving us that. Like he's one of my favorite players too. A lot of song fans out there. Yeah, Yeah. and like I think everyone was in agreement that, wow, that was crazy. Wow. (laughs) So, and anything else about Uruguay? No. All right. Free kicks. You got a free kick? Was this the free kick? kick? This game. So why don't you tell us your what? What's a Free Kicks brought to you by Trevino Tile. Three generations of Trevino Tile. Ask for them by name. Were the sponsors of the game on Saturday? Yo hablo español. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Bilingue. <laughs> yeah. Llámate, por favor, a doscientos, dos diez. <laughs> TrevinoTile.com. Yeah, you're going to be in charge of our of our bilingual uh, advertisement. Muy bien. They okay. Can, llámame a yeah. yeah, so we, um, so, uh. Champions League games the last two days has to be free kick oh. today. European Champions League game we gave them. Talk Concacaf. We got Champions League with Concacaf final tonight. We got the semifinals of the European. Just wins. insanity the last two days. Just if you're not even a soccer fan, there's a reason they put it put it on on CBS at two o'clock. It's better than whatever uh, whatever soap opera is going on. I mean the drama has just been. Crazy. Let's see. I'm the, usually the score guy. So we had Liverpool won two to nothing in the first game. Second game, they give up two. So it's two 2 global. And then they score three. Three so times w- in the second half to come back to win. Oh, go, 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 go. Woo! Let's go, Seattle. Look at the oh. frat boys. Look at the frat boys. there for Seattle, dude. I love it. Where's Marshawn Lynch? Oh, my goodness. Cleveland Roots owner, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, my Lord. So, anyway, uh, Liverpool... uh, Villarreal comes back to tie it 2-2. Second half, Liverpool just comes out, dominates the second half. But the drama that 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 Villarreal provided was spectacular. And and Liverpool's going on to the finals. It It was just a masterclass in watching how you make adjustments and those adjustments winning a game for you uh, should it have been a handball and if it hadn't gone it should have been it should have been a handball even if it yeah, wasn't there if it is far in. but that's in already good job uh okay because I have a que- well I'll go question before you even get to Real Madrid or you want to No, no, no! Go, go! Ask, ask away. Why so many goals? Why such good games? Why so entertaining? And I'm not knocking it. These have been the best semifinals in ever memory, not recent memory. Yeah. Two classics. I don't all know all why these games. The Real Madrid, Man City game today and last week, so open. Just is it, is it the way that end. teams are playing now? Is, end, it the, is, it, is it is it the high press that pretty much everyone's playing? Because even Villarreal. Wasn't packing it back like Villarreal wasn't packing it back at all. You know, I like think that might be it. Like they are just going. Like we're used to seeing at least one Atletico Madrid in 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 every in each semifinal. Yeah. So they play the cards close to the vest, and then say, "Does taking away the away goal rules, do, to, taking I away the away goal rule, do you think that is part of it?" I don't think so. Do you? No, because I I was thinking about that. They always as, said that's the classic cliche is that away goals led to defense, or right? was it or was it. Or was it with an away goal? Then that's going to force teams to open it up more because they're because like a goal really counts as two goals, and so somebody has to open it up. Yeah. See, I know I never knew what the logic was of the uh, of the away goal rule, so I don't know enough to be able to say. Yeah, I think that just changing it so it's just a straight up. Yeah. You know what's the score at the end? So then today, Real Madrid losing in the 90th minute scores two goals in time. They were time. down 1-0. It was tied. They no, they were down goals. 3 to 2. They needed two goals to win, just one goal to tie because they lost nope. the first game the first leg 4, first leg four to 3. They lost the first first They 4 down 1, so it yes. was 5-3. Yes, they, they needed two goals to tie, Clayton, not to win, to tie. I mean, it just They got two and then they scored the third in overtime. 30 seconds go. I mean, just you could you could map it out. I was thinking today other than NFL playoffs European Champions League is, is like, and I put it ahead of the World Series, way ahead of like NBA. I, I still haven't watched an NBA playoff game, but like European Champions League, you just, it's just as good as it gets. All wow. the, like, It's just as good as it gets. Got to agree. All right. Good night, everybody. Why not, Chase?